When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Certainly is. Welcome to a Thursday night edition. We are counting down to Thursday night football on SCN League. The Panthers and the Eels. Oh, massive game. They're a bogey team for the Panthers, the Eels. Scott Sattler, hello. Welcome to the show. Yeah, hey, Woogie and listeners. Um, I, I love this game. I love this game because it's a local derby. It's, it's the Battle of the West. Penrith hate Parramatta and... And likewise, and, and being a player that's played in a lot of these matches, there is a lot of passion between both these areas. A lot of people don't realise that it, at the end of 1999, it, the Penrith Panthers and the Parramatta Eels were going to merge. Uh, Par- Penrith had had no money. And so Parramatta were going to take Penrith on and, and amalgamate both, both teams. And players were going to have to be told that they're no longer needed. Um, but it didn't get to that point, fortunately enough. And as you've Fast forward, Penrith win a comp a few years later. Parramatta yeah. playing a grand final a couple of years later. So, um, yeah, it's, they, they just despise each other. The fans especially, they absolutely despise each other. So and The team was going to be known as the Peels. Is that right? <laughs> oh, that's what I heard. Western Eels. Oh, God. Western City Eels. Don't like it. Mm. Don't like it. No one did. Hey, um, I'm sure I've asked this question before, but when you were playing against the Eels, yeah. who did you fear most? Back in your day. Who was the toughest deal you came Dean up Pay. With? Dean Pay. Yeah, Dean Pay was really tough front row. Australian front row. Amazing player. Played uh, with the Bulldogs as well. Bulldogs. Didn't won yeah. a comp with the Bulldogs. Yep. And then signed with the ARL instead of the Super League. Uh-oh. And so he, there was him, Jason Smith, Jared McCracken, Jimmy Dimmick. Yep. They all took ARL money and were paid very well out of it as well. And they had to go to an ARL club. So they went to Parramatta. And in 1996. So um, he was the toughest player and difficult to play against. The one that you hated to play against, Jim Dimmick. Jimmy Dimmick. Oh, just amazing. Dirty? No, no, just no? amazing ball skills. Yeah, wow. Yeah, for a big forward. I jumped in too soon. Yeah, with you that did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello, Jimmy, if you're listening. <laughs> Black uh, belt and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. All right, I, I didn't mean it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. Hey, uh, on tonight's show, Rooster's assistant. Sounds weird saying this. In 2024, Justin Holbrook will be joining us. Warm-up segment, thanks to Reem, where we'll look at tonight's clash. This is a this is a pearler. Yep. Uh, Nelson from Racing Queensland, excited about the Batuta Cup uh, this week. And you want to go there, don't you? I'd love to. Mm. I think we like. I just want to go somewhere. I'll tell you where it is when we talk to him. Okay. Because you don't know where it is. So I don't know. I, yeah. So I'll tell you where it is. I and didn't even know it was a real town. <laughs> Seriously, and that's how. Ba- I'm, I apologise to our <laughs> listeners. Uh, in Batuta, but I want to go to somewhere where I don't have to shower for a race day. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. You just get out and you can be yourself. I get it. El Natural. Mm. Uh, apparently, Wayne Bennett has weighed in on his old club, uh, talking about South Sydney. What has happened here is a great example when you lose and how you handle it. Pressure is the thing that makes or breaks a team. He also denied Latrell and Cody are hard to handle. I loved coaching them. They really are good people. And... In having said that, he actually said that 
um, whether it was tongue-in-cheek, that Walker was the best number six he'd ever coached. Yeah, yeah, best ball-playing number six, which is a lot when you've, you've coached the likes of Wally Lewis and co. Uh, you know, this is – I think this is a real wake-up moment for, for South because um, their, their efforts this year in the back half of the season haven't reflected a side that should be one of the competition favourites. And there's something going on at South – and losing. Aside from aside from injuries, there's they've still got good enough players to be sitting higher than eighth position. So, I think what's happened with Sam is, even though Sam lost the battle, lost the war, I should say, uh, and had to depart the club because his principles didn't align with the way that he thought the club was heading from a a behavioural perspective. Uh, I think this could be a little bit of a you know, kick up the behind or maybe the rattle of the cage that maybe the bunnies need leading into this bye and then into that Roosters game um, in two weeks at Arcor Stadium. It, it's a simple formula. They've just got to win in two weeks against the Roosters to play finals. This little bit of a shake-up. Mm. And you know, whether it's right or wrong, Jace Demetrio will probably look at himself and go, no, I, my coaching philosophies are right. I'm, I'm comfortable with my coaching philosophies. But someone has questioned... Do I need to maybe peel a couple back and peel a couple of layers back and just have a look at how I'm coaching? And he's he still might come out with the the same conclusion, but it does. It, it's it's a little bit of a challenge that you need at times as a player, as a coach, as an organisation. So um, I feel as though this could be a real turning point for South, especially yeah, a galvanising moment, right? Especially the and Cody, because you know publicly they've been sort of they've been made out to be the you know, in the crosshairs of the media to say you're, you're the one that you guys were the ones that Sam was concerned about and wanted to challenge you a little bit more. So without being directly challenged by the coach, they're being directly challenged by the public now. So how they answer, and like Wayne Bennett has said, there's a lot of pressure. It'll either make them mm. this next two weeks and what happened yesterday, uh, or it'll break them. Thank God we've got the bye this week. Thank God we get that two points for that. Well, it's probably you know it's probably fitting that the decision was made if that's the decision that was going to happen that was going to be made, and I think it's quite calculating as well, deliberate that you make it leading into a into a buy. Got some big news coming up a little later on, re the um, around the QRL and a competition that's going to be scrapped. We'll get to that soon, but up next, the good oil thanks to Cobram Estate. We'll get to that next here on Sports. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Time for the good oil for Cobram Estates. Premium Australian extra virgin olive oil. We've got the good oil here, Sats, that a competition in the QRL will be scrapped from next season onwards. We're looking at the under-21s, the Hastings Deering Cup. Yeah, it's been an important... Well... It's only been the under-21s competition for a short time. It used to be um, an under-20s competition. So it used to be 20s, under-18s, under-16s, Cyril Connell, Mal Meninga, Hastings Deering. Uh, it's now gone to 17s, 19s, and under-21s. Now, we used to have an under-21s comp in the National Rugby League or the New South Wales uh, New South Wales Rugby League for many, many Toyota years. Toyota Cup. Yeah, well, that was the under-20s. Oh, was that the under-20s? Yeah, but once upon a time when the three grades were on the one day, it was under-23s It was under first, then it was under-21s, second grade, first grade, all played on the same day. You could sit back and watch a kid that was playing under-21s and watch them make their way all the way through to first grade. You know, the long-time members get to, to, get to play a role in their development and their advancement into first grade. So 
And I've sat back and I've wondered why the QRL would be thinking about ceasing that competition. And I'm always going to give Benny Eichen the benefit of doubt because I'm a huge supporter of Benny Eichen. I think he's always had the game's best interests at heart. And he does research into the game and other competitions around the world, probably more so than anyone in our game. Uh, and I think he's destined for bigger things in the game at the governing body, the NRL. But at the moment, he's ahead of the QRL. And I've, I've sat back when I first heard this and I thought, mm, I'm not quite sure about that. So if you're a 19-year-old kid that's about to turn 20, you're not eligible for the 20s uh, 19s anymore, what competition do you go into? Well, the competition you go into is, and you're not good enough to play Queensland Cup, host plus cup, you'll play local A grade, which is not a bad thing for a 19, 20-year-old. It's not, a, it's not a bad grounding. You're playing against some old hardheads. It's good for the comp. but And, yeah, it adds depth to the comp. So what's happening at the moment with the under-21s is if you're 21 year, years of age, you're playing under-21s for a full season, you're playing against the same age, you may be dominating that, but you're not sort of good enough to play Queensland Cup yet. But you're not going to play local A grade. You'll stay in under-21s, and sometimes it can really halt your development. So I've got to say, when I first heard it, I thought, that's a silly idea. Why are they doing it? When I sort of sit back and think about it a little bit longer and look at all the different layers, I'm thinking Benny Eichen's research into this is for good reason and it'll strengthen your local your local teams. So if you're in Brisbane, uh, like your, your A grade, your local A grade, and then if you're good enough, you'll mm. advance to the Queensland Cup, the Host Plus Cup. Are we at risk of losing any of our players to New South Wales? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. But then if they go to New South Wales, they've got to pay a development fee. So whoever signs them has got to pay a development fee that's to the not, QRL. That's it, so, well, what would no, that be? How much? Well, in some cases, depending on what level you reach. So if you play under 19 Queensland, for example, mm. and then you say there's no one under, no under 21's team. Mm. Well, I'm going to go to New South Wales and play. Just say the Canberra Raiders sign you as an mm. under 19's Queensland rep. They've got to pay a pretty hefty fee anywhere up to... It could cost the club $20,000 yeah, before a Yeah, but if that competition's not available in Queensland, you, you, that's a restriction of trade, mate. Surely you can go anywhere and play. Oh, no, there's there's still the opportunity to right. play well, that might be changed. local footy, to play Host Plus Cup in yeah. the state. So Interesting. We, we will lose some players. I don't mind I don't mind the approach that Benny Eichen has taken here. Yeah, fair enough. But we will lose some players. Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil. That's the good oil from Scotty Sattler. Grown, harvested and first cold pressed in northern Victoria. Not Sats, but Cobram Estate virgin olive oil. <laughs> you weren't hard pressed in northern Victoria, were you? Not, no. Not Ned Kelly or anything no. like that? No, good, good. Uh, break time. This is Sports Dave. Uh, Justin Holbrook, new assistant coach at the Roosters, joins us next. Tackle just nine metres out from the try line. Holbrook, Holbrook gets a try on Taboo. The halfback scoots over. And they've eventually scored after 66 minutes. Newcastle get try number one. There it is. 1999, that was. Jeez, that's out of the archives. They would have had to dust that one off. How many try? Oh, let's introduce him, first of all. The, the man who's going to the Roosters as assistant coach. Next year, Justin Holbrook <laughs> joining us on Sports Day. How many did you? Um, how many did you score, Titsy? Oh, too, too many to remember, boys. Too many. <laughs> I remember you. I remember. Was it? Can you remind me? Is it two thousand, Justin? When I think there were some Origin players out. You were. You took over from Joey. You played the Broncos at New Marathon one day, and you absolutely Ooh. destroyed them. Was that two thousand or ninety nine? Gee, Sats, it's great to talk to you, Blake. So, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, it was 2000, mate. Yeah, I had um, 
Yeah, that was a great day, actually. Uh, I remember telling the story. A week's a long time in rugby league, so um, obviously the Knights fans are very passionate. There was a, a full stadium up there at Newcastle. I think we were down um, oh, about 14-4 oh, or something half-time. Ended up winning 24-20. And, um, yeah, a few things come off for me in the second half. I got me in a match, and uh, it was fantastic. And then... The next week, Joey had come back after Origin. We had to play Canberra away down in Canberra, and they had horrendous weather, so they moved the reserve mate game over to Seaford on its own <laughs> and ran out in front of nobody and got beat by 50. <laughs> <laughs> oh. real, good, real good reality check about a week's a long time. In <laughs> oh, good yeah. stuff, good stuff. Now, um, have you been able to sit back and just watch the game just as a, as a true fan? Titsy over the, the recent weeks, or are you still sitting there and dissecting and strategizing as a hand, with that coach's mentality? Oh, I think, well, it's been a, a bit of a whirlwind time, so a little bit of everything, to be honest. Early on, it was, it was tough, um, really hard, and then uh, once, obviously, I worked out what I was doing and where I was going, which is obviously you know, to the Roosters now for next year, It's it's been great the last week. There's been a lot of... Um, I weight off the shoulders, so to speak, and uh, really clear. And now I can um, sort of knuckle down knowing what I'm doing and, um, yeah, plan, plan for next year, which I, is great. I thought you handled, handled yourself really well, um, Titsy. A little bit like Anthony Griffin when mm. um, when he left the Brisbane Broncos and the Penrith Panthers. And, and I think that I think that proves to people that you've got a really good human being. And, and because of that, there are other opportunities that arise straight away. And, and I talk of the Roosters, the Bulldogs, and there was rumours, if we're, if we're reading them right, that the UK was a possible option as well. You've been at the Roosters before. What made you return to the Roosters? Yeah, I think um, knowing that I had been there, so it's been seven years, obviously, since I've been there. And um, when I uh, was at the Roosters, I learned a lot the first time. I'd be grateful for the opportunity to, to work at the club and then went over to England to St Helens and back here to the Gold Coast. Uh, been in nearly four years. So, um, yeah, as you said, it was nice to have a, a bit of interest with a, with a few options. I came close to coming back to England. Um, obviously had a great time uh, over there, loved it. Uh, that that was a real consideration. And um, I didn't like, all the, obviously, the, the talk about where I was going to go. No one likes speculation. Mm. It was great to finally get it sorted, but um, I guess just talking to, to Trent Robinson a few times and, and having a chat about the Roosters, where they're at, where they want to get to, and obviously um, you know, he's, he's a great coach, and, and they're a great club, and you know, they don't want to be down, they don't, you know, they're not happy with where they sit, and um, he obviously had a few chats around things, and I can, I can add some real benefit there, and, and I got excited about that opportunity, so that's probably how it come about. I know how Trent works, he's very challenging as a coach, which is great for myself, um, I feel like I can really help him, but also, also um, I'm going to learn a lot again, so I think it's, um, it just seemed right in the end, there was, as you said, a couple options there, but it just felt right to to choose to go back to the Roosters. Might be too early to ask you this, Justin, but do you still, after what's happened at the Titans, you you still got the desire to be the head coach or right now it's just the perfect time to be an assistant for you? Oh, no, def- definitely would love another crack at the head coach. And, uh, but I'm in no rush for that. You know, I don't want to be coming out saying I want to do that. But I just feel, um, yeah, it'd be, be great to, to get another opportunity, I think. 
what we're sort of building here. I felt we're on the right track of sort of building long term, which is probably a thing you, you've got to learn quickly around. You know, you want to get things locked in quicker. And I think the fact that we've signed all the players long term, there was a lot of good things happening here. It's given me a lot of confidence that you know, I was doing a lot of things well. So that's, that's um, I guess, the upside. Um, but for the here and now, more than happy to, to get back and just play, play my role in, in what's needed for the Roosters and... Um, yeah, get another opportunity down the down the track. Did you have to convince the family uh, to leave the? the well, I think you're on Hedges Avenue at Mermaid yeah. Beach there in your yeah. mansion. <laughs> how, how hard is it to convince the family to move to Bondi, mate? <laughs> well, if I was ever living there, I wouldn't be leaving myself. So I'm definitely for anyone that's left me, I do not live there. Um, but look, any, anywhere in the Gold Coast is a great place to live, as we know. And look, it was probably harder on the family. They're the ones that are in the community, especially in the Washington was running around the kids everywhere. They're all playing rugby league and ice tag and touch footy and everything. So it was probably, um, yeah, for myself, I was just sort of only had the, the work friend type of thing and, and that was my job, whereas, you know, a lot harder for them being out in the community. So, um, yeah, but anyway, um, look, down in Sydney, still a great place to live. And, and um, yeah, so happy happy wherever. Um, you know, we're happy living in England, so, um, you know, <laughs> Uh, it's, it's harder when they get older, that's for sure. I'm, I'm learning that now. Um, but that goes with the territory of the, of the job we're in. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll get back down there and, and get on with it. If we had to interview your beautiful wife about being the wife of a rugby league coach, hmm. what would she say? Would she say it's just an absolute roller coaster? We don't know where we're going to be any given time? Uh, well, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, you don't think that when you when you're the head catcher, you're sort of planning on 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 being in there, and you feel like it's sort of your club and you're, you're developing it. But um, when it gets flipped on its head, you just got to accept that. Yeah, look, a couple of things. I guess you got to be easy going as a as a partner. Luckily, she is and <laughs> adaptable and um, all those things. And probably to live with me, you got to be that anyway, whether I was a catcher or not. So <laughs> that's the part. So. <laughs> but um, yeah, all, all all a good adventure, I guess that's for sure. Yeah, good stuff. Now, Sammy Burgess confirmed during the week, uh, Titsy or Justin, that um, that he's going to be coaching the Warrington Wolves. They're well, sitting about fifth or sixth at the moment in the UK Super League. Is that a good grounding for him if he wants to one day return to the NRL as a potential head coach? Oh, look, I definitely think it is. You know, as I mentioned earlier, for myself, um, I, I felt. For my own career, I, I had to go over there. Obviously, look different for him. He had a, a great playing career. I didn't, so I feel. But to earn yourself the right, I think as a coach, I think it's the best um, way to go. There's all different plans, and I don't not here to say one's better than the other. But I think to go over there and, and coach your own team, I think it's easy to um, sort of be an assistant here. And um, but I think to get your you know your own head coach you're over there, you're coaching your own team, you're responsible for all the all the roles of the head coach over there with a bit less pressure than there is on you here. I think there's the same amount of pressure in terms of um, the job. Um, as you both know, the passion, the, the fans over there is, is probably bigger than here, but I guess the media is a lot bigger here. So um, they've both got strengths and weaknesses, the two comps, but I think it's it's a good move if that's the path that he wants to take um, to, to go over there and coach his own side. And look, Origin... That's what appealed to me. They've actually never won Super League, so that was, um, you know, they're a, 
a well-resourced club over there that, that aren't quite hitting the mark. They, they started this year on fire. I think they won the first yeah. eight games and they were premiership favourites to win Super League. And unfortunately, for one reason or another, back half of the year, you know, the opposite's happened. They've been struggling and um, looking for a change. So, um, yeah, you get a good opportunity there at Warrington um, to, to be successful over there. So the Penrith Panthers, and I've got to say, I thought this year they might have had a bit of a, a dip Losing Viliami Kikau and Api Karoi, Sauer and Co. Uh, Justin, but I, I've got to say they're probably one of the best defensive units I've seen for many, many years, and that's obviously that's that's improved with time being together for so long. But if a, if a club's planets align, if they all align on the day, and you had to look at the clubs that are going to be vying for the premiership this year, who's a club that can seriously challenge them? Mate, your statement was spot on. So I think I was the same at the start of the year. Missing, I thought kick out Coruscant. I thought perfect. You know, Penrith have come back to the pack. And um, look, I think a lot of clubs were probably struggling from the World Cup, to be honest, with a bit of a hangover. The Cowboys and other, and I know they're still fighting to make the eight. The Cowboys themselves, but. I think, as you both know, it's a lot more even the competition. But then Penrith, as you said, just defensively they are just so they're so good. You know, um, they just they they just strangle sides again. Um, look, but to answer your question, Brisbane are the ones, aren't they? They they you know those two sit at the top, and Penrith defensively are a mile better than everybody else, and we all know that's what wins competitions. But um, you know, Brisbane's attack is just a potent. They are they have got strike all over the field and, and they're obviously good defensively themselves. So look I think those two sit quite here at the top with four rounds to go for a reason. But I think um you know Penrith uh Brisbane's ability to attack from you know from all over the field and they got the master and Adam Reynolds conducting it so then you got Reese Walsh and Ezra Man run threats and then such a young that have gone through now what sort of we've gone through here at the Titans where they kept that same guys together that were a bit young and a bit inexperienced and inconsistent at NRL that have now gone through that. So you're paying us back, Gary, and Tom Fugler, they've now sort of come through that, uh, I guess, youth stage and getting a lot of games under their belt that can really get it right at the back end of the year. So they're, they're probably obviously the ones at the moment that, that look the ones that trouble Penrith at the end of the year. Yeah, I think Billy Slater summed it up really well. If you try and play Penrith at Penrith game, they'll just absolutely crush mm. you. So they've got that sense of unpredictability, the Broncos. Before we let you go, Justin Holbrook. Now, do you miss the days of being a, rent- a restaurant owner back in <laughs> 2001? I didn't even know about this. This is brilliant. Yeah, honestly, one of the greatest steaks ever. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't, mate. No, I don't. Uh, I'm very fortunate to be involved in rugby league HC. Um, uh, it's, it's a lot easier. Well, depending on what day you ask me. But uh, Give us the backstory. So we're though, all Sam. sitting around training one day and we're all saying, you can't get a really good reef and beef in Penrith. Because it's in Penrith. Well, of course. No, yeah. no, no nice prawns out of the Nepean. Exactly. Right, so, so one, Justin Holbrook, who's our halfback, yeah. first grade halfback, he's sort of sitting there and he thinks, there's an opportunity here. I've got a lot of hungry young men. Bang. So he went and opened up this little restaurant. And I've got to say, it was bang on. It Did, was, had a great reef and beef. It was outstanding. Oh, mate, it, was, it was always fantastic to have Sass pop in, that's for sure. And um, probably played a part in that famous tackle you made, mate, a couple of years <laughs> later. And uh, <laughs> Titsy used to walk around. Healthy, mate, eating right. Justin used to walk around and say, listen, do you want a Pinot Noir with that, <laughs> with that lobster? Or do you want a, a, a Cabernet Survey? <laughs> 
Jeez, the fancy <laughs> stuff in Penrith. Yeah, yeah, Jeez, yeah. mate, how's that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Fumble your way through it. Well done, Dutch Sats. I'm betting Sats didn't even pay for a steak either. Justin, oh, no, he stung right? us. Don't uh, worry. Um, he stung us. I only ever come on half price night, Sats. He only ever appeared half price. Hey, listen, mate, we're, we're really happy you've got yourself a great gig with the Roosters next year as assistant coach. You deserve it. You are one of, and I'm not just saying this, one of the most not, nicest blokes in the game of rugby league. He doesn't change, does he, Good Sam? things happen to good people, Justin. Yep, absolutely. Jason. Enjoy the rest of your gap year, though, with, uh, with the family, mate. Enjoy that family time before you rip in in 2024, Justin Holbrook. Yeah, will do. Thanks, thanks for the chat, boys. Appreciate it. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here for Thursday uh, night footy. And great chat uh, before. Not with Chris Nelson, but <laughs> with... He's a great uh, guy, Justin Holbrook, isn't he? Uh, yeah, and, and of course today announced as well too that he's uh, now the new head coach of PNG. Mm. Well, he'll be great for that that job. Um the good part about the best part about his coaching is that he's a really good communicator and everything's really simple and he explains it in he doesn't overcomplicate things mm. and that's what the PNG players need because funnily enough you look at the way that they play with such raw aggression and and passion they're still they're still not um, they still need to know the basics more so than anyone especially with their development up there and and I think. Justin Holbrook's perfect in the way that you that he would explain things. He'd really simplify it for the Cummels. It's an well, outstanding mate, appointment. Well, he's got to get it done soon because, the, well, what have we got? The Pacific Test Series yeah. in October. Yeah. So mm. he's got to get his hand. Well, I thought he was having a gap year, but not now. I just hope he gets on the beetle nut. I want to, I'll hope he videos his first night on beetle nut. Have you never heard of beetle nut? Is that the carver of PNG? Yeah, so it's, it's obviously a nut that they chew. Yeah. And it's all a purple. And you can see when you're up there... <laughs> Um, in Port Moresby, a lot of the locals got like all this purpley sort of, and on the sidewalk, it is all purple on the sidewalk, where it's a little bit like chewing tobacco. Yeah, they just spit it they out, just right? spit it out. It's all purple. Well, we'll yeah. stand by. We'll wait to see if uh, Justin Holbrook gets onto the nut and see how that goes, <laughs> except nothing less. Time for our warm-up segment. Thanks to Reem, except nothing less than Australia's best. Reem Panthers host the Eels at Bluebet Stadium. Kick-off uh, round 26 tonight. Oh, this is good. We're getting some decent Thursday night footy games, and this is certainly one of them. But a few big names missing. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of, especially Mitchell Moses is missing. Um, but when you look at both these sides, Jesse McLean, there's, there's a kid that's playing in jersey number two. He's playing uh, jersey number 20. He's playing fullback for Dylan Edwards. His kid's 18. <laughs> he is one of the fastest human beings you'll ever see. But outside of that, just a really good player. So... Um, I'm really excited to watch local stats. Another local? He's a no. Well, yeah, he is. He's not a local. Well, he is. Yeah, Blacktown. Yeah. He went to Newington College. Yeah, right. For his senior schooling and played yep. rugby union, but he's originally a rugby union boy. A really interesting. Another one. Upbringing, yeah, a really interesting upbringing as well, Jesse. He, I cannot wait to see him play. Um, and of course, Brian Toto was back, which is exciting. Uh, the hooker. Uh, young Mitch Kenny's still out, so Jack Cogger he yep. filled in there last week. So, but for for the Parramatta Eels, without you know, without their halfback Mitchell Moses, they struggled. He's had they? a really good he's had a really good season this year, Mitch. So, I anticipate that this I anticipate that this Panthers machine, as our good colleague Joel Kane ex- uh, um, explains them, describes them. He Expl- says 
he says this brutal machine, which they are, I think they'll be way too much. By way how many? too much for Parramatta. Um, I'm going to say 12 to 18. Possibly last time, I reckon, a very good chance. Last time you'll see the Eels this year as well because they had the buy in the last round. So. Yeah, they do too, yeah. So, but one of the best signings from this year is at the Parramatta Eels this year. Young Jermaine Hopgood, the 13, came from Penrith, playing yep. against his former club. He's been one of the standout signings for any club this year. So th- this is a good game because there's just so much, pressure, uh, so much passion involved in it. That's Thursday night footy on SEN League tonight. That is the warm-up segment. Thanks to our good mates at Ream, except nothing less than Australia's best. And it's Staller Ream, Australia's favourite hot water. When we come back, we'll, we'll wrap it all up for a Thursday night next here on Sports Day. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Queensland is your place to race this year. Yeah, it certainly does. Racing is uh, continuing every day across the Sunshine State. Chris Nelson uh, is joining us now. Nelson? Good evening, Chase. Good evening, Sats. You seem like you were preoccupied then. Yeah. Mm. What were you up to? <laughs> I was waiting for I was waiting for Jace to say something else, and he just sort of stopped. He stopped short. Well, mate, that's uh, that's my life right there for you. Hey, listen, busy week in Queensland. <laughs> I mean, let's talk about the Cairns Cup. That's going to be that's the feature race. But uh, the Batuta it is. is it the Batuta Cup as well happening this weekend? <laughs> It is the Batuta Cup, but if you uh, if you want to have a bet on the Batuta Cup, Jase, you're going to have to get in the car or whatever mode of transport you like and, and get out there because it's not a TAB meeting, so you won't be able to uh, to get a bet on otherwise. But I can tell you there's six races at Batuta, and the Cup is race number five at 4.20. Is that the Batuta Advocate uh, Cup? Is that the, is the one? Sat, no. where is it? Near Birdsville. <laughs> Right, okay. So mm. that's a few long necks in it's the car, long isn't it? Way yeah. away. <laughs> if we leave now, that, we should get that there. makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense because Birdsville's on next weekend. So oh uh, wow, yeah, it's uh, obviously well a bit of a pipe opener for uh, for Birdsville. But um, have we boys? Yeah, have we mate. just invented the daily double bucket list? The Batuta Cup followed yeah. by the Birdsville. Won't yeah. even have to shower for a week. Exactly. Well, it's no different to your. <laughs> Weekly routine, weekly as routine as it is. Yeah. So let, let's focus on the Cairns Cup. It's it's the start of a pretty big racing season in Cairns, isn't it? Because the the amateurs is a couple of weeks away. Spot on, Jace. Yeah, the amateurs is two weeks away. So what we'll see on Saturday is Namazoo trying to win his second Cairns Cup uh, in succession. Of course, he won the race last year. Uh, then he'll go on, all being well, and tackle the amateurs. And if he can win all three, the Townsville, the Cairns, and the Cairns amateurs, he'll. He'll, uh, he'll do what the Horovian did a few years ago by winning all three. We know how much of a legend the Horovian was. So yep. good luck to Ryan Wiggins. Good luck to Connections. Good luck to everyone uh, on Saturday. Through your massive hours of research for this weekend, mm-hmm. what numbers am I putting down? Nelson, I'll give tell you what, t- Sats, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's a very, very hard meeting at uh, Doombin. I'd be totally honest with you. He's I've struggled no to research. find a standout bet. But no, no, I have. I've done. I've done a lot, but it hasn't helped me. I will give you race seven, number six. This is probably named Sats after Jace. Yep. The player. Yeah, true. The player. True. Yeah. I don't um, and you'll you'll probably get decent odds. You won't get. It won't be short. So uh, something uh, decent there for the player. Each way did run really well a couple of weeks ago. Flashed through between runners. Probably should have won. So race seven, number six, the player. And look, race six, number seven, Vodka Martini just keeps on winning. Bit of a tougher task on Saturday, 
but the inside gate's a big help and not that short in the market. So I think he's still probably at, you know, at black figures at least is worth a bet. So six, seven and seven, six. Can you tell me what a black figure is? Can you educate me? Yeah, when it's not, when it's not in the red, as in odds on. Okay, gotcha. Thank odds, you. odds on is red figures. We gotcha. don't want any of those. Sats, you won't know this and nor will our listeners, but when I was on my deathbed last week, yeah. uh, Nelson came to my rescue with mm-hmm. a couple of really good tips. Really? Um, what was that horse, Nelson, that you've been tipping week in, week out, and it finally won on its last run? What was it last April week? in Augusta. April in Augusta. That's his, that's his horse. Is that your own? It is. Well, it yes. finally won, mate. Yes. Well done. You're in the money. <laughs> no, no. She's uh, she's won a couple of races now, but uh, no, she uh, that was excellent. She won the last race last Wednesday at Eagle Farm, and she'll be running again in a couple of weeks. So looking forward to that. Good stuff, mate. All right. Check out yeah. racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. Imagine what you could be buying instead for free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Thanks, Nelson. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Uh, before we go and get ready for Thursday night footy, I've got a, I've got popcorn ready to put in the uh, microwave for Thursday night footy tonight. So that's a I hate wait. popcorn. What? What? Yeah. What? what? Yeah, How can like you it. hate popcorn, just don't mate? like it. Don't like it. Mm. You're pretty boring, aren't you? No, I'm not. Oh, how will well, how will you spend tonight watching the footy? Because uh, your, your miso is going to some yoga class and a and a spa or sauna. Sauna. That's yeah. a bit. Uh. So tonight I'll watch the footy with a pepperoni pizza. Yeah, nice. Garlic bread, old school. You know the old school garlic bread, yeah. the alfoil. Yeah. That's the only way you can have banana. Uh, Banana bread. Yeah. <laughs> Banana garlic, garlic bread. Garlic bread. Yep. Uh, so that's what I'll have. Nice. And I'll have a couple of Kraken and Dries and a bit you of wine. You will not. Yeah. That's too exciting for you. No, that's me. <laughs> Cut it out. Because Fridays are officially my well, officially my half day off. Yeah. Yeah. And Sunday. So Thursday's like my Friday. Yeah. Mm. Right. Every mm. day's like a Friday for you. What are you mm-hmm. talking about? Hey, quickly, before we go, uh, we better mention mm-hmm. that Nikita... Um, Zoo won last night in the sixth round. Beat Jack Brubaker. And I've got to say, I anticipated Nikita Zoo would have won it easy. He got rocked. And Brubaker knocked him down once, standing eight count. And about 15 seconds to go in, might have been the fourth round, he had him gone. If there was longer than 30 seconds, Nikita would have been gone. They would have called it off. Yeah, wow. Yeah, but it was fortunate enough that it was towards the end of the round. He was able to recover. Sixth round, they stopped it. Um, but I take my hat off to Jack Brubaker. He had a long time out of the fight game, and he's come back and and but he he could have beaten Nikita, but Nikita was just way too strong. Just his training. But if Nikita, he's only still really raw, but Nikita's got a long, long way to go before he fights anyone of of well, any gonna ask overseas. You, what, what are his next steps then? He's just got to keep fighting people locally, right? Filipinos in his weight category, Filipinos. Um, yeah, uh, if he goes over and fights one of the Mex- one of the Mexicans or one of the Americans that have maybe had sort of 17, 20 fights, right? Okay, I think he gets I think he gets stopped and stopped wow. easily. Okay, so yeah. he can't do that yet. No, he's just, he's too raw at the moment. Okay, so you got to manage him like um, Mickey did with Rocky after beating Apollo Creed. Exactly in Rocky Two. Yeah, right, gotcha. So Rocky Three. Yeah. When nurse him through him. Just nurse him through. Yeah. Do yeah. a watch deal, car yeah. deal. Yep. Have a photo with a tiger. Knock over a couple of bums. <laughs> Yeah, and then throw him in against Clubber Lang. And then bang. Mr. T. He did throw Thunderlips out of the, <laughs> out of the ring.
Got a guy because I, I just know Daddy Vass is get, getting upset, isn't he? I know, he, gets, he hates it when it goes off the subject. I know. The I guys, know. you've got to take sports seriously. Yeah. He's like, imagine if Cooper Cronk was your producer. That's Daddy. Serious, <laughs> isn't he? No. All right, okay. <laughs> got to go. We've got to go off our inside lefts uh, through the middle third uh, and go home and get ourselves ready See ya. for Thursday night football. Go uh, the riff. Yeah, Sats and the Rat back Monday nights. Goodbye!